Look at me. What you perceive creates an illusion of who I am. You don't know me. hold the weight of my ambition. These hands craft efficiency. I build machines that gather light and give energy to my needs. Solar panels that power to make our future green. You don't know me. You just see me. My fingers are on the pulse of man's quest. I build robotics to inform what's next. And these innovations lie our success. You don't know me. I will belong to no limits. I code, I build, I create, I make. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know me. But you will. Hey, everybody. We're talking Mary J. Blige's divorce and the final debate from last night. All that and more on Black Hollywood Lives this week. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. We're going to start off so slow today. We're referencing Miss Mary J. Blige, who's bringing it to us. We're going to put the power of the people hands <laughs> up right now for Mary J. Blige not going to cry. And the reason is the divorce that has taken place between her and her man. Everyone dab on Ken do. <laughs> That's right. Here we go. Here we go. Another dab. Here we go. I can't dab. You know what? I thought you was about to break into modern dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives this week. I'm your host, Daryl Kristen. Joining me today is the Afro diva chic rock star. Oh, look at you. You got it again. Courtney Stewart. Hey, y'all. Bringing that sexy rock and roll. Yes. Okay. I see you over there. Am I good? Okay. I like your froze perfect. Thank you. Thank you. It held today. up even after last night, y'all. Oh, what? Oh, 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 should we get it out? Should we get it last night? What about last night? What about last night? Keep going, because we want to know what else we have to Okay, all right, all right. Also joining me is DJ Jesse J. What's up? And joining me today as well, our special guest, TV personality and journalist, Shagoon Odu Olowu. Yeah, you got it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Okay, welcome, mess welcome. the black man's name up. There welcome, we go. welcome. No, you know, welcome. welcome. House. Thank you for welcome, joining welcome. us. Thank you all for having me. I, like I said, I feel like we're family right yeah. now. Yeah. Right. Now you're good. everywhere. Access Hollywood, Dr. <laughs> Drew, you know. I'm Look, I'm just trying to earn a dollar. I'm running around like a Jamaican, just hey. like 10 <laughs> jobs. Hey. And and since Tommy do. passed away, I got to have a job. So shout out to Tommy. Shout out to Tommy. Tommy, yeah, for real. Rest in peace, brother. Now, we got a lot of good topics today, but I would like to start off with a topic of what you did last night, that your hair is still in place, Miss oh Courtney. Oh, my God, Dario. Really? No, I just went out, got mm-hmm. a little dance on, you know, because mm-hmm. you know my Wednesday nights. I told that's y'all about reggae. That's, that's like your Friday, nights. Saturday night. Oh, that's your reggae night. That's, that's my right. reggae night. It's real good. We got it in all the way, and it was great. That's the sweat it out night, right? That sounds like, 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 like an auntie story. Yeah, yeah it did. It's like an auntie story. down to the reggae night. We went to the reggae night. I still got it. Got it. Still got it. Had a little still, shorts and sneakers on, and we did. Still butterflying. You still still doing like Patra um, back in the day. God, well, you know, <laughs> you you could say that maybe. I don't know, mm-hmm. but you know, we, we have some tacos you with some there. jerk. If we find a video, that's a real problem. But can I just say there though, some pictures. That's what's wrong with the world though, because people really be trying to do that. The one time I was there a couple times ago, a certain somebody had his friend holding the phone, taking, and I'm like. Nothing, nothing, but there's nothing nothing, is, nothing's private anymore. Nothing is no, private no, no, we, at all. It's no, like, yo, all. you in the mall, be in the club, dance. Like, why are you taking, yeah. Anyway, okay. but I got that phone and deleted those pictures, by the way. Well, all right. Well, you I'm better be. I'm yeah, I might have broke I'm the phone. I'm a bit aggressive if you're taking <laughs> I'm pictures. I'm going to your phone. I, 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 I was like, oh, you want my number? I'm 
delete all this shit. Well, speaking of public, Mary J. Blige. Right, something that ain't private. Something that ain't private is um, (laughs) this uh, divorce settlement. So Mary J. Blige and Kendu are breaking up. We talked about it last week, but some numbers have come out. He is saying that he wants a hundred. He needs one hundred and thirty thousand dollars a month, basically one hundred twenty nine thousand three hundred nineteen dollars to be exact. For seven thousand dollars in rent, eight thousand dollars for a private chef. How your chef costs more than your rent. Uh, $3,200 for a personal trainer. $1,000 for clothing. $3,200 for a personal trainer. Like, who is your trainer? Jesus, what does he do? (laughs) For $3,000. $1,000 for clothing. Over $21,000 for charity. $71,000 for mortgages. And then a sprinkle little $5,000 for the kids that aren't even hers. Yeah, yes. so the first thing, the, the first big problem is the $21,000 for charity. To me, that might be the dumbest thing I've yeah. ever heard. Thank you. So you, you're actually asking for charity <laughs> to, to give to, to, give to, to charity. charity. Like, that's just right. dumb. Yeah. The brother lost me there. However, <laughs> like, I, however, he saved Mary J's life. And she has, she has gone on the record to say that he was instrumental in picking her, you know, in 2002, picking her life up, loving her like nobody else has loved her. And, yo, you know, helping her beat her, you know, her addictions. So let's be honest. If this was reversed, if this was a man and this a woman was saying, look, I cleaned him up, I shined him, I, I gave you to him polished, and now you are not only on the road to recovery, but you are the queen of hip-hop soul and you are living it like, yo, I need my bread, I need some paper. Break me off. I'm going to say no on all of that because here's why. There are plenty of women that have cleaned them up, shined them up, made them brand new, and gave birth to their babies and still can't get no checks for what they did. And they can barely get the checks for their kids. You can watch Love and Hip Hop so every Monday night. No. You are- yeah, but, <laughs> exactly. yeah, but they don't he's have a, good lawyers. He's an able-bodied human being that signed a prenup uh-huh. that he's now trying to backpedal on like, what? No, 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 no. Maybe you get a settlement from whatever you guys have earned together. Because I'm assuming he probably also got a salary as her manager yeah, on some I would level. Think so. Maybe yeah. you get a little bit of a settlement, but I refuse to accept that it is acceptable that he should get spousal support for any period of time. Yeah, outside of maybe like, I'll help you with your rent for like six months so you get on your feet or get you a new client. Right. Or like, he influenced her music yeah. all those so, years. So all those he years. got paid. He was her manager. So if she wasn't paying him as her manager, yeah. but he was acting as her manager, then you got an argument. Okay, where's my 10% from all these years? He wasn't like but a, if you was pay, pulling a salary off my money, why you need to so, vote? Wait, so let, let's put a pin in that for just a second. What if information comes out that voids the prenup? Like, let's say there's infidelity somewhere. Well, like, what we're doing right now is, is we're, rumor. we're speculating. Right, that perfect we're, situation. Of, and we're looking at it as this able-bodied man, and how dare he asked for some money. What if he was betrayed? What if he was like, I love Mary. Well, I was there for her. on the street is he is the betrayer. Right. I'm just saying, what <laughs> if? Word on the street is only good until I see it printed and published and well, people honey, take credit for it. what if ain't good love. until I see the documents? I understand you are accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And I do believe that there is something to be said about, some, like I said, some kind of settlement so a brother ain't got to move out of his million dollar apartment immediately or whatever but to say that you need me to give you $130,000 into perpetuity like or till you marry somebody else like because essentially isn't alimony like pretty much usually until you you remarry or whatever is absurd 
there's a lot of absurdity going on. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of absurdity. In all of it, like, in one of the one of the demands was, like, $5,000 for kids that aren't even married. That yeah. aren't married. Okay. But she like, did take on as their mother. So. But Dario. No, 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 no. That's, <laughs> I'm glad you, I'm glad they I'm have that connection saying. relationship, but, but your father cheated on me, or whatever the situation is, we're moving aside. Sorry, I know I felt like your mother. I will see you on Sundays if you want. We can do the Thanksgiving, all that. This is a gangster move, okay? Because you don't ever get in any negotiation. You don't get what you course, deserve. Right. You get what you negotiate. negotiate. Right. So he's negotiating. Right. And you start high. See. They always say start high. Because, start you know, high. he might have some dirt on Hold Mary. On, let me look at his list again. He might have some dirt on Mary that she don't want out. Mm. I'm just dying that the, the chef costs more than what I'm he I'm going to say, at most, you should get your rent. Yeah. Wow! 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 Seven thousand dollars a month for rent. A bad breakup with you is like, <laughs> I mean, my God! Yeah, I'm gonna nice. buy you a thousand dollars every month. Unless you be the breadwinner, yeah, she'll no, be homeless. But she wasn't the, the brother in a cardboard box. No, you won't box. be homeless. She I, won't I'm be making sure that rent, you are not homeless. But there is right. no reason you can't go right. to the corner to the bodega and get you some food. You do not need a seventy thousand dollars chef or whatever the chef is. What if I? What if I have it? What if I'm? What if I'm? What if I don't do gluten? What if I need a chef to have to care about gluten? I be, I was, where did you grow up? <laughs> okay. You know what? What if I got you milk allergies? Wa- well, then you better put here, water in your cereal. Here's my problem with it. It's, not, it's not that I think that he is right in, in what he's asking for. I think some of it is absurd. But this happens to men every day. And, and women get women, women preach. Women, preach women do things and, and it happens and then they end up getting all this money from men and asking for more money sometimes after that. Right. Did Kanye and, do a song about that? Again, you can watch <laughs> Love and Hip Hop every Monday. Right. Y'all, I think statistically... way too much testosterone in this room Actually, right now. Why don't we just do this? Why don't y'all leave, let us know what let you think down in the comments down below. When you got shows like called Basketball Wise when it should be basketball jump-offs because ain't none of them really married to the players. Exactly. Okay, we're gonna talk about. I mean, nobody's disagreeing with that. Mm, let's like, be careful we're now. not disagreeing but with that. But who's producing like those shows? Men, because it sells. Right. But right. But oh shame on the women who let themselves be put out that way. Hey, anyway, right. agree. Hey, they trying to get their own checks so they can stop taking y'all. <laughs> Now they still want our check, too. They want both checks. Yeah, they want both. Because I see them leave the man. You might want them, but you don't always get them. There's a lot of them on there that ain't been getting them, and that's why they still on there. Okay. I'm just saying. Basketball jump-offs. Good luck with with that, Mary, and I know that you're going to have an amazing album soon, because when you have heartbreak, your music is... Heartbreak, no, when you hate him, because I would hate him if I saw this. Like, we break up, it's bad enough, but if you send me that, I'm going to be like, really? And you know she she liked it, and Scowl had some commentary for it. And then we will quickly address the Corinne Stephens, uh, you know, rumor Ooh. that there was a little affair, but she's denying it. She, she didn't actually it. say it didn't happen. She kind of talked around She it. did talk around it a little bit. The jump-offs, the ball jump-offs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that she's probably smart because mm-hmm. Mary she J would beat that though. ass. Yeah, I had a run, I've had a run-in with her before. So. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. We, nah, we, we, got, we had some beef on a TV show one time, and so it's it, it's good. It's, it's all good. It's all, as she's far a as smart I'm businesswoman. I'll give her that. You no, know, as I said, I, I squash it. I don't ever knock the, the player or the game or how you make your money. Look, if you need to be a vampire and suck the life out of good people, so or be it. Or the dick out of you know, So be it. I just... You know, again, I have a hard time when there are classy, upstanding, 
black women and women of all colors trying to trying to make it in this world, and another person basically is showing the ugliest part of any society and feels that that's winning. I just can't support that. Yeah, I can't support that. I agree with you there. Right. It's, about it's time to change right. the media. She'll be waiting for me outside the thing with like a, like right. a bat. Nancy Kerrigan me. In. <laughs> Why? 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 Yes, for, that, the press hits Wait. for our network. Right. We go right on it. Skyrocket. Right. Right. Jumped outside. <laughs> Well, someone else who might be saying why me is Jasmine Sullivan because Twitter did not take kindly to her um, words for gospel singer Thomas T.C. Clay, who passed away this uh, past weekend. He was found in a hotel room. Uh, no one knows what the cause of death was, um, but apparently... Um, Jasmine decided to put a little statement out on Facebook. Uh, she's, you know, started it off with, you know, I, I never knew who this guy was. He kept bothering me, kept trying to get me his number. He, I accidentally gave him my number, and then he would keep hitting me up. I would keep pushing him aside. But then I went and saw him one day, and he sang a song, and it was about me, and he was amazing. And she went into this whole thing about how amazing he was. Now, Twitter only took the first sentence of this, in which... And she also posted a picture of herself. Yeah, she did. Which was weird. <laughs> yeah, that was extremely I was with yeah. I was with, like, the whole thing, because at first I was like, all right, Jasmine, like, I can't imagine that kind of ignorance coming out of her. And so then I read the whole thing. I was like, okay, I get what she was doing, because no one would have clicked on this. No one would know who Thomas T.C. Clay was, really, un- except for this type of, uh, what's it called, yes. look towards this story. My thing is, is this. I wish you posted a picture of the guy, because then it, you can you can easily, like, root for her. But the picture of her, I mean, it's just... Everyone on Twitter started saying, Jasmine Sullivan, the type of person that would go to uh, your funeral, walk up to the casket, take a selfie, and <laughs> sit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were crushing her. Yeah, They, they kind of should have, because... It, it's it's got to be one of the most self-aggrandizing thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And and listen, I'm a fan of Jasmine Sullivan's yeah. music. Look, I, I ain't scared of lions and tigers and bears. Okay, look, I, I, I you know I I like Jasmine Sullivan's music, but like you said, if you're going to eulogize somebody, yeah. have a picture with him in it. Yeah. Like if you want to talk about you know he tried to flirt with you and you pseudo knew him or you knew him. Could there at least be one picture of you with this yeah, guy, yeah. as opposed to you standing there in a glamour shot? Like <laughs> this yeah. is me thinking yeah. about it, right? And then <laughs> the the actual words that she chose, yeah. like she made him sound very uh, thirsty. thirsty. She did, like, right? Yes. So it, yes. yeah, I didn't see the again. I didn't see the necessity for her to even write it. Like if you say you don't know somebody well, why are you writing about them when mm. they pass? Yeah, they make sense. Oh, but one thing I will say from it is, so I've been like reading a lot about the mirror effect. Right, so what I like about her putting this out there and that the gossip laws all picked it up is now it has people reading this. And what her story did say was basically here was this guy that she would have never even given a chance, never even looked at. But when she did, and she saw after after the fact, now she can't go back to that moment. And she was basically saying like how I took it was that wow, this is an amazing person that I never would have given that chance to. Uh, and now that the time has passed, you know we don't have 
you know, forever. And so th- I liked that part of it, and I like that people are looking at it like it's this. It's still self-absorbed. No, it, yeah. was so, it is self-absorbed, you know I mean? but I like that like, people are looking at it. If that was my relative and she put that out there, I would be yeah. one to go in on her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just... Yeah. Me, me, I can't give it to her. Sensitive. Plus, in that eulogy, it was me, 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 my, 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 I, 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 I. It was, you know, I can't go back to when we first met, or I can't believe that he was chasing after me, and I I should have done this, or it just again it it was more about her, mm-hmm. may, even maybe a mistake of not seeing this incredible <laughs> singer or this incredible yeah. talent until it was too late. But it was still I did this and me me me, and that's not really what you want to do um, in a eulogy. Tell about his no. greatness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. talking about his him well. Yeah, but she gonna write a song about it. She gonna be like, I remember the first day. <laughs> well, hopefully she won't have a, a breakdown you. over this because because uh, oh. Twitter is going in. So, on yeah, so they've been attacking will, her pretty hard. She'll be because she quickly deleted that afterwards. Well, so. I hope so. It looks forever. What are people thinking? Right, honey. Once that screw, once Shade Room gets that, you it's know. over. It's a wrap. Yeah. Um, all right, but what's not over is our promo for DraftKings.com. <laughs> How's your fantasy football season going, guys? Well, if you think it's too late, it's not. You guys can still sign up, DraftKings.com, and we have a promo code for you. It's called Geek. Um, not only that, it means that there are no long season commitments. Every week is basically a new start for your fantasy team. You can start up old rivalries, new rivalries. There's a whole bunch Pick of money involved. Yeah, like, I mean, there was, we keep telling you, there's this one person who came in 800th place and won money. Won money. That's what I'm talking like about. Like cash. Dollars. You spend it. Have you? 800th place. I've taken a look at DraftKings. My older brother does DraftKings, and he's really big into fantasy football so um you know i i don't have the time i think it, i don't have the time but my brothers do it my sisters do it um they're have they won money my brother has my older brother has and my older brother's one of those dudes that'll flaunt the money like i got DraftKings money and then like <laughs> like you know and like like make it rain and stuff you know and he was like i'm rich and he's just you know it he lives, happen on, the, for he you lives on the East Coast. We don't get along that oh. <laughs> But, but DraftKings, you get paid. Okay. Uh, so make sure you guys use the code GEEK and play free with your free deposit. With your first deposit, that's code GEEK to play free for your share of over $1 million in prizes. I need that in my life. And apparently yeah, yeah. so is Mary J. Blige's husband. So maybe oh. he should. There you go. Yes, can yeah, you? There you go. DraftKings.com. Use the promo GEEK. See, we can support that. Ask for some alimony to play DraftKings. He can give it to his charity. You know what I'm saying? All of our fans. Come on, tweet this at him oh, and yes. let's get him let's to uh, join DraftKings. Get Candu on on DraftKings. Get him on DraftKings. He gonna sponsor. Let's that. It'll be amazing. Let that trend on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Gold diggers uh, everywhere. Exactly. All right, Jesse. That's all you have for us today. That's it. All right, Courtney the oh, Diva Stewart over there. Courtney the Diva Stewart as a black woman. Apparently, our divaness is still not great enough for the regular folks in the airlines <laughs> to realize that a black woman can be a doctor. What? So here we go again. This is the second time literally in like a week that a woman of African-American descent is on an airplane and there's an emergency. There's a passenger that needs some medical support and a black woman stands up and says, I'm a doctor. I can help. And the stewardess looks at her and says, do you do you have your degree? Can I see some credentials? <coughs> like, are you a do- you're a doctor? Crazy. So Did they're you a journalist. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> bitch, you a stewardess? You right. standing there with the frog right. on? Anyway, how, how dare you judge me? <laughs> right. you? Like, okay. you got me peanuts five minutes ago. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like, let's I asked slow for that diet down. soda. You, gave you me a served coke. me cans <laughs> on a plane. Okay, so Dr. Ashley Denmark was shout on a flight. Yeah, shout <laughs> out. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all. I'm sorry, flight attendant isn't 
stewardess apparently is no longer the proper yes, term. Right um, so, uh, Dr. Ashley Denmark was on a flight, on a Delta flight, headed from Hawaii to Texas. And essentially that's what happened. There was a passenger that was in distress and they come over the loudspeaker. They say, hey, any medical professionals on the plane, doctors on the plane, please come to the front of the plane. She immediately rose up, went to the front of the plane, and the stewardess literally looked at her and was like, mm, nah. And there was two nurses that came to the front and they were like, we're nurses. And then this uh, flight attendant said, oh, they're nurses. We can handle it. You'll, you, we'll come get you if we need you. And they sent her back to her seat. So she wrote about her story and how upset she was, especially after this last story that we got um, just last week about a similar situation, also on Delta Airlines. And she went back to her seat and never saw the person that needed help or got to help the person at all because they assumed, how could she possibly be a doctor because she's black? It's- well, I mean, if you fly in Delta instead of Virgin America, shame on you. Um, oh, no. I, don't, I don't do Virgin. <laughs> okay, that's why I fly JetBlue. No, I, I fly let, JetBlue. Let's be yeah. let's be perfectly honest. So, if you take the if you take the stance of the airline, mm-hmm. I understand the questions of up for liability. Yes. Like if I, you know, because I could just sure. jump up and say, yeah, I'm, yeah, a, doctor, I'm a doctor, and yeah. you should question right. me. Right. Yes. You know, you should question me to see if I'm yes. just not lying sure. to you. What where, where Delta is definitely in the wrong is when the two nurses come up and the doctor is sent back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where it's definitely wrong were the questions that were being yeah. asked. Like, For sure. And, you know, it's one thing to say, okay, you know, like, uh, what kind of doctor are you? <laughs> you know, yes. do you have a medical card? And she some had kind? her hospital badge. Right. She said she did have the hospital badge that she could show, but, yeah. It's when you jump in, when, you, when the questioning goes from rational, intelligent questions to, yeah, this is just all out racism. Yeah. Like, yeah. how are you a doctor? You're a doctor? And that's where Delta owes her an apology. And free, and, um, free airline. Yeah, free airlines for the rest of, free, free flight free for, the, for the rest of her life yeah. because you, what you also did is you not only demeaned this woman and all of her hard work, but you put a passenger's life in yeah. jeopardy. Absolutely. Because yeah. if something had happened, Danger, girl. you know, that's, and, and again, for it to happen twice to, to the same airline, uh, speaks of maybe the culture of Delta Airlines. Yeah, the the uh, CEO may want to have a uh, staff, uh, meeting staff meeting with the executives for diversity. Kind of like how, uh, what was it, the Democratic Convention had to have their yeah. conversation about how to talk to the black people about yeah. Black Lives Matter. Now you need to talk to the white flight attendants about how to deal with black yeah, because otherwise you're going to have a lot of lawsuits in your hand pretty soon. Unfortunate, so. unfortunate. But or better hiring <laughs> practices where it's a little bit more inclusive. Perhaps. I, you know, <clears throat> there are people that need jobs of all colors. Like, let let the airline industry, let the people that are serving the people on the plane, let them also look like the passengers. It'd be a little Open bit easier up. to uh, connect with them. Mm-hmm. True that, true that. Speaking of opening up the workforce for those that don't necessarily always get the opportunities. We have a new initiative in California to help transgender people get work because apparently the unemployment rate for transgender people is usually double that of whatever the uh, standard uh, unemployment rate of the general population is. So in California, we have the first ever large-scale program to help transgender people find jobs. And the way that it sort of came about was there's a woman by the name of Michaela Mendelssohn, and she is a trans woman herself, and she basically owns like six El Pollo Locos, and she hired a transgender uh, person in 2012, and she had a conversation with this person about how difficult it had been for her to find a job, because people are taken aback and are uncomfortable and don't really know if their customers are okay if dealing with transgender people and she was just saying like it had been a big challenge for her to find a job and Michaela was like oh I never even really thought about that so she immediately took action and she went to a conference 
this year, earlier this year. Um, it was the California Restaurant Association, and she was chatting with a friend who actually runs the organization. And that um, organization has over 22,000 members in it. All of these people own multiple restaurants across California. And they jumped on it like, yeah, like, let's do something about it. So they took action immediately. And by August, they were at, they had the, um, uh, the Western Food Service and Hospitality Expo in downtown LA. They, uh, Michaela had already set up a, like a seminar for restaurants owners and things to sort of give them trans 101 on how to deal with, you know, situations with trans people and their customers and why it's so important to sort of make them be more inclusive in the hiring practices and not necessarily judge people, which you would think you already know, but apparently everybody does it. Um, and they also were able to get a grant so that the state, um, there's an incentive for employers to hire trans people, and the state grant will pay for the first 60 hours of a new hire's wages as an incentive to get um, employers to start hiring more trans people mm. and make them more comfortable. So she jumped right into action and made something happen all in about a two-year period. So thoughts? Small person. Thoughts. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> now, I, I, and I say that only because, for me, I applaud any group of people who take the initiative to yeah, help absolutely. themselves. Yeah. And what she did is she saw there was a vacuum and she filled it. Mm-hmm. There, was a, there, was, there was need for people like her and she was like, let me help Let me help people going through the same thing I'm going through. Or let me help them get to a better place than maybe I was where I, when I was in, yeah. their, in their shoes. But the, I guess the biggest question is still going to boil down to the customer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most restaurants or most businesses operate under the customer is always right. Yes. And I, I liked what she said. She addressed it. Um, in that the customer is always right unless the customer is being personally demeaned. Personally attacking. Personally attacking yeah. someone. And so I guess I'm just trying to figure out, and I'd love for our viewers, you know, to 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 speak on it too. What do we do? Because it's a great initiative. I think we need more, always more education, more information. Yeah. But at the same time, if it makes you feel uncomfortable and you don't want to eat there, or you don't want to spend your money there. Are you a bad person because you think that way? I just, I, I don't know. And I'm always curious about what people think. You know, I don't think there's a right answer. I don't think you're uh, a bad person. It's just, as the company, you have to accept that. You have to say, you know what? Morally, I am willing to take a stance as, as a company and as a culture that we're going to accept this. Mm-hmm. And I can understand if you don't want to eat here. And that's that sucks. I have to lose out on that. But... I would rather gain this moral, you know, consciousness. And that will move forward for generations in helping as a community us all come together. You know what I mean? Because it's like, if you start doing that, again, that now becomes segregation. And it's just like, okay, well now, well, you practice this religion. I don't want to eat here. Or you practice this. And we just become, again, here we go again with our, our boxes. And we have to put things in boxes. And you can't do this. You can't go there. I, say, I watch the show, What Would You Do All the Time? And it yeah. amazes me. It blows my mind all the time. And they do this specific one with the transgenders. And it's just like, to see people just blatantly... Be like, yeah, I'm not. No one's touching anything. No one's doing anything here. <laughs> right. Like, wow. It's, it's just fear. People just have. This look fear. in the right. mirror. Do you see what you look like? You belong on Walmart.com wow. with those people. Oh, like, no, no, no just to Walmart. Listen, no. listen. I, we love you, no. Walmart. Love you, Walmart. Love you, Walmart. Walmart. Love you, Walmart. He's about the they, have you seen what, the people yeah. at Walmart? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. No, I love it. no here's the thing, though. The mindset of that is that I feel like it doesn't. These people are, are closed-minded or whatever, but the, the future is going to change all of that. I mean, the next generations have a different mentality. I think that with everything else, like we've dealt with things with Hollywood, with with, with the Oscars,
Ubers and all that kind of stuff. It's it's a, just a matter of time before a lot of things start to change because the old way of thinking is not going to be the majority. But the new okay, way of thinking. But is how we be were talking majority. about you, you also were talking about how we live in a culture where we you know promote. <clears throat> Hoism and ho- this, right. this practice of like uh, mediocrity. So with something like this, though, it, I, to me, it kind of does go hand in hand. Well, it's like, well, it makes money. So it's like if we say we don't want to support this, that's making us money because more people are coming in. Because in the end, more people won't stand up and be like 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 a Chick Fil A. Whoa, they support you know support anti uh, yeah super Christian. Super oh, Christian. Yeah, I'll super still Christian. go eat at Chick Fil A. You know right, what I mean? Because right. in my mind, it's like all right, well, fuck you, like whatever. But just give me the chicken. Right. But at the same time, it's like okay, <laughs> wow. we do have to make those conscious decisions because by doing something where it just seems like okay, Polynesian sauce. No, it's bigger than that because it it. it there's a domino effect, right? right. And right. I think that that's yeah. I just, I you know, I and as I, we, you come at it from from you can come at it from every side and every angle that will make sense to you. And we can talk about you know you get religion or the way you were brought right. up. Right. And, mm-hmm. and Chick Fil A is, is a great example of a restaurant that is taking a stance and they're kind of like, if you don't like what we do, do don't not eat our yep. food. Right. We don't open on Sundays. We do this. We yeah. will protest. We will march. And our supporters of the restaurant who believe that way will support us. And the people who don't. Probably will still eat there yep. when nobody's looking. But I guess, uh, uh, to me, the question becomes, is it tolerance or is it acceptance? And the way I've always thought about it is I can tolerate it if so- people seem to be able to tolerate something when it's over there. Yeah. Acceptance is if it's right in front of you mm-hmm. or it's in your home. Yeah. And I think that what this initiative is doing is asking for acceptance. Yeah. Not tolerance, mm-hmm. asking for acceptance. Because we've always known that there are that, that there are transgender people that are working sure. or yeah. black or this or white or yellow or green or, or gay or straight or whatever working in the places that we frequent and we tolerate that yeah. because it's typically not in our face and this initiative seems to be putting it in, in our face and basically saying you're going to have to deal with us and I'm just wondering you know is that is that a good thing is that the best thing and hoping that people will not be afraid to talk about it. I yeah. think it's the best thing because the only way to to get change is to even if it's uncomfortable is to put it in people's faces. I mean, that's the only way you can you're going to get the end result. Yeah, but when you, you do that, but when you do that, yeah. people's yeah. reaction is well, to there, but that's, Bye, that's you ain't getting Polynesian like, like, that's, <laughs> that's with anything. They were scared to put black people in front of anything exactly. and running restaurants yeah. and doing whatever and you, it's going to happen. It's going to be what it's going to be and if we don't there are certain people, obviously Michaela being one of them, are, she's one of the people that are sp- supposed to stand up, and that's mm-hmm. what she was supposed to do in her being. And there's going to be those people that are like, absolutely not, I will never, right. this is not going to work for me, and you're going to stay over there. And eventually maybe one day your eyes will open up, and maybe they don't. Maybe it'll right. just God be forbid. like Oprah said, they just have to die. And then, <laughs> well, I, well, that's what I'm saying. That goes back to my real point. Talk. The it's real talk. is going to eventually change. The new generation, there's a lot of kids who don't think that way. Yeah, you know, we're, but, the but millennials the are time, a generation with no labels. You yeah, know? but so at the same time, I do think it's important not to demonize like the people like right. Chick-fil-A and that like because the bottom line is we're supposed to be a country of whatever oh, yeah. and whoever and you believe what well, you want to you know, believe and it, they have just as much right to their belief system sure, as right. anybody And if you're else. a bigot, I want to know that. Yeah. I want to know I, that. I, I want to know listen, too. I, listen, I, I, look, we... <laughs> We can be very jaded because of yeah. where we live. Like right. we're in Hollywood, right. one of right. the most liberal places right. on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. But there are a lot of states that we fly over, and people living in different yeah. places. I'm from Ohio. Up, trust me, you there's know, been some crazy stuff. Uh, okay. and, and, but, and look at this election. Yeah. I mean, if we think that they they're just going to have to die out. There is a dude a who is representing probably the ugliest underbelly of America sure. of fear and of hatred and of almost outright nonsense. 
and he's close. He's totally the, like close. He's I mean, right there. You know, misogyny, racism. I mean, you know, race baiting, and all of this stuff. And if and in the debates, you see him close. Yeah. You see the numbers in the polls, and he's close. I like I always say, there's. It's like the three Americas. There's where you live. There's where your friends live, and then there's that America that you don't see, and that America is bigger yep. than we than we give it credit. That's true. And um, I think until people start standing with this lady mm-hmm. that aren't transgender, when restaurants start standing alongside of her and saying we support her, mm-hmm. do people then start getting that ball rolling even further down down the hill? What she's done is 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 great. She started um, she started this initiative. Now let's see if other restaurants join suit. join yeah. join with her. It'll have to be something similar to what they're doing right now with the white uh, white people support Black Lives. Black yes. Matter. And now all of a sudden it's getting so much attention, right. you know? Yeah. So it's, it's something similar will probably need to be started with this. Right. Yeah, I mean, again, I. Allies. Yeah, allies. allies. And, right. and because, That's again, the, the viewpoint for mm-hmm. the majority of people is so, in this country, can be so skewed and scary. We had people, you know, you had people going nuts over Colin Kaepernick kneeling, a football player, how dare you do this? And the New York Giants had a kicker that admitted to beating his wife and abusing his wife, and he's still playing. He's still playing. And no yeah. news, no no nothing, <laughs> no loss of job, no he's anti-American, no. nobody cares. So where are our, where is our yeah, moral fiber in this country when it's we start point. looking at these types of things? It gets really, really it's crazy. Really well, sketchy. We was built on uneven ground, so <laughs> it's yeah. not like it's a surprise that it's still a little wavy and confused. But yeah, well, speaking of wavy and confused, we're going to move on to our EUR Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Mm. EUR Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Well, this actually has me wavy and confused. The final debate was last night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and uh, now CNN announced that Hillary Clinton won the debate. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. okay. That's what she, they, she was elected the winner. Well, Donald uh, Trump said he won. Well, <laughs> Donald Trump <laughs> says he won. Donald Trump said a lot of things, including, um, let's see, that he won't accept the election results in the end, is one of the things he said. Uh, (laughs) Okay. He also said ombre, which was also very criticized last night. uh, Yeah, he was saying bad ombres. Ombres. Bad ombres, yes. So apparently they were saying that MSNBC watchers were more likely to be friendly towards Hillary Clinton, and they elected that she had really taken over everything. And of course, no surprise, Fox watchers liked Trump a lot more. Now, did you guys watch the debate? I know know Mm -hmm. you did. Mm -hmm. What did you think? Did was, Hillary win? I, Hillary's won all of them. Um, <laughs> Hillary's won all of them because she's the most Trump prepared. Trump has nothing to say for real. But what, what, what shocked me was a lot of the aftermath of it, you know, Washington Post and New York Times, the mm-hmm. tactics that Hillary used. It was the first time that you saw her do some of the things to Trump that Trump had been getting away with, yeah. interrupting him and baiting him. Wow. And, and the way people started to describe Hillary, like, you know, when a woman does it, oh, she's this pushy, evil, you know, you know, just this, 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 unlovable person, but when he does it, he's assertive, and he's anti-PC. You know, he's counterculture, and he's an outsider, and it it feels like there's a distinct double standard in the debates, and what I love about Hillary is... If we just go on the facts, like she's the student in the back of the, in the class who's got all the answers, and yeah. if you call on her, she's going to give you the answers. Trump is the dude don't throw in spitballs that seems very popular but has nothing to say. And yeah. in this debate, he had nothing really to say, and I don't think he capitalized on some points that, look, Hillary may not be the best candidate, mm-hmm. um, and it should scare everybody that this dude has nothing to say and is very misinformed but is still so close to a you know, professional politician. Yeah. That should scare us. Uh, but I think Hillary wiped the floor with him. Yep. What do you think? Two thumbs up to Hillary. Because <laughs> the fact, the very fact that she can get through these debates without just 
cussing him out or slapping him across the face like one good time, like I I, I applaud you for that because I really would like to just knock knock him out, like just one good punch, just knock him out and shut him up because he has nothing of substance in general to say. His mumblings, he when he called her the evil woman or whatever yeah. under his breath about yeah. something, I'm like, he's like Joanne. What the are we twelve? Like I don't I don't. But that's all he has. That, yeah. I mean that's all. But at the same time, like you said, if that's all you have, yet somehow people really think you are capable and like really going to do something to make their lives better and run this country and like change the world because you really talking about changing the world like the way you want to deal with international policy and everything and I don't understand how God, I, we can't be that. Like, yeah, we are. We can't is be this that. The world order. Like, is we this can't. The, um, That's why I have to believe in the conspiracy theory <laughs> that Trump is actually really working for the Clinton campaign. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I really that. have to I believe really do. it. I said that. I said that at the beginning when he started running. I said that on Access Hollywood Live that I believed he was a plant, like yes. a double agent. Yep. Here's the thing that I don't understand. And again, maybe I'm not the smartest person. I went to state school, so maybe I'm not the <laughs> smartest person in 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 the booth, but how does a billionaire who has made it his life's mission to screw middle America, America. and the little men out of their money. Have the middle men? Yeah, how can he convince Jeez. middle America I'm like you, I'm one of you? How can a guy who's filed for bankruptcy so many times convince right-minded people, yo, I'm a businessman, like that's what America needs. I can make jobs, I can create jobs. How, look, this tie, this is a Trump tie. And you know why I wore it today? <laughs> this tie is one of Donald Trump's ties. Do you know where this silk tie was made? I was gonna say, where China. was it made? It was was made in China. Made? And I wear it all the time on TV, and I'm just like, you realize that if you ask me, this thing is made in China, yeah. and you're going to tell me that this dude wants to put America first? How are you even... Again, it makes I mean, I no logical sense. sense. None. And there cannot... There can be... See, I like... It, 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 <laughs> it's a mind fuck. It's literally a mind fuck. Because you're like, you. I get that there's ignorance in the world, and we're not all in the same space in terms of how we process our experiences and our lives and all of that. I get that. I get it. I totally... But the basic concept that this man is able or capable, willing, or it's even in... He's shown nothing but self-interest his entire career. Mm -hmm. Sure. Nothing. So suddenly we believe that that's entirely shifted and he will basically do demolish essentially his business by Mm -hmm. becoming president and changing how we trade, how we're willing, how much we can pay, bring all the manufacturing jobs back to America. It's not going to happen. Like manufacturing jobs are not going to come back to America. Like we're not going to work for 10 cents on the dollar. Like they do in Sri Lanka and everywhere else. Like it's just not going to happen. So I don't, it doesn't. It does not compute. Like we cannot possibly be that vacant of thought and like. I think yeah, we can. But but we already have discussed before on the show that the people who are supporting Trump are not your traditional people. They're tired of the old regiment of promises that are being made that have not happened. But he's and doing the same thing. <laughs> Theoretically, he, he is. is doing the Theoretically, exact same thing. But I think that people see him as this billionaire and all this money that he has made, and they're, that that's we outweighed. Live, the celebrity but that's culture really has ruined our lives. Honestly, that's where I was going to go. All people want to do is go out to have brunch and fight with girls and like and watch <laughs> trash World star. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like. Worldstar, one of the top five websites mm-hmm. in the world. One of the right. most powerful websites in the world. Trash. Right. Like, going Sh- straight down. Yeah. But, I, you know, I disagree with you a little bit. I don't. I think it is traditional people yeah. that are voting for Trump because they feel those are the ones that feel marginalized. Like, his voters aren't educated white 
yeah. white people. It's not. It really isn't. His it, it are high. It's typically white high school dropouts that are that feel as if this change. Oh my God, we had a black dude in the off, Oval Office in the White House. The people that are like, oh, we gonna have a woman too. Yeah. Like that feel marginalized. That see in America where it's getting browner mm-hmm. and it's getting more diverse. And it's not just in LA and it's not just in New York or Miami or Chicago it's starting to creep into a Cleveland or a Detroit or a Minnesota or you know places where middle America wasn't expecting to see all of these things and when they start to they feel like they don't belong in this America and here is a guy that they've known they've known for they've known for decades you know more than 30 40 years has the Trump name and the Trump brand been something they could be like you know, that's a white guy who's doing it. I want to be like him. And he seems to be um, embodying what they're trying to get to and be like. And I think it's those traditional people, like you both said, that may have to die off or, or you know, because they're never going to change their mind. No. That tradition, no. they're they're confusing tradition and history with it being right. Like, we've always done it this way. Doesn't no, matter if it's it right, right, but we've always done it yeah. this way. We've always lived on this side of the street. I've always had the Johnsons as my neighbors. The black family always lived on this side of the tracks. And we never, and the Hispanic yeah. family always lived here. And that made me feel comfortable. And when it was like that, I had a good job. Yeah. And now that it's changed, they they feel marginalized, so you know, go vote. That's just the best go way. Vote. Just, just vote. go, go vote. vote. And maybe we should have had you as the moderator because they were not filling Chris Wallace. They called him the worst <laughs> moderator of all the moderators, really? and they said that he had lost control of the debate. Look, I mean, look, no, look he's dealing with the Saturday Night Live script yeah. right now. Like. <laughs> He had a tough act to follow. He had a tough act to follow. You know, because Anderson Cooper and oh, her name just jumped right out of my head. Um, oh, uh, yes. But um, from the was it Melissa I love that you say all of and it leaves us all. It just jumped out of yeah. it just jumped out of my head. But but the two of them were not taking any yeah. any nonsense from either candidate. No, so he had a tough yeah. he had a tough he act a to tough follow. Time. And Anderson has a great dry sort of sarcasm. Mm-hmm. He does. Like very subtle. back at yep. people, yeah. but he was shading them. But homeboy didn't know how to do it. Well, speaking of shade, our last story of the day is a very shady story. It's about an Oklahoma teacher who taught his kids that to be white is to be racist. Mm. Apparently, uh, this was a lecture that was being taken place in the high school there, and one of the students actually recorded it on her phone because she was a white student and felt very offended. She's a white and Hispanic student, and she said that because her outer appearance looks white, she felt that the teacher was basically saying that, you know, that they could be bullied or they should be attacked before being white. Uh, the lecture started with a video on the mistreatment of Native Americans. The teacher said, I am a racist. Yeah. Am I a racist? Question mark. Yeah. And I don't want to be. It's not like me to be racist, but I do things because the way I was raised. What do you guys think about that story? <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait. You were not born that way. And I'm assuming he's of a certain age. In which he's read plenty of books and he's educated. Sure, they didn't give his age. So I just think that that's bullshit, and you're choosing to educate ignorance. So I don't. Is he? Is this a real story? I'm still trying. No, no, it's a a real story. It's a real story. It's a real story. story. Like trying to work through this in my brain right now. Look, I think I think that unfortunately there's a lot of validity in what he said. The way he said it might have been dead wrong, and and showed very uh, little thought mm-hmm. in how he presented it to kids. Yeah. But right here in Los Angeles at Buckley, which is a private school. Yeah, I live um, right around the corner from it. Okay, and I know some, and I, I work with kids, and I've worked with some of the kids that go to that school. And there was a teacher, was an English teacher, who wanted them to read the original version of Huckleberry Finn, mm. right? And it's not Slave Jim or whatever, it's, you know, they call him Nigger Jim. Yeah. Right, Nigger Jim. And there were kids, both black and white, that did not want to read 
that. They just they didn't feel comfortable reading that. And the teacher was adamant about making the kids stand up and read passages from the book. Mm. So there are times where you know the teacher in trying to be either forethinking or avant-garde or mm-hmm. you know all-inclusive is tone deaf to the way things are now or the way people the young people feel now. Look, you got white kids running around saying the N-word. You got you got Hispanic kids using it. And you've got, you know, I I coach I coach basketball. I've seen white kids say it to black kids and black kids say it to white me kids. Too, yeah. And each time it makes me cringe, but <laughs> And they're not even thinking twice. But they yeah, don't they don't they don't see it in the same way. They're like, look, well I listen to future, you listen to future, so we all say what's the big deal? And I think what this teacher didn't realize is if you want to say that because you're white, you're inherently racist, what you should have said and what would have been smarter if you're a true educator is that I have been afforded certain privileges right. because of the who way I am. It's not what you said, the way you said And it. I'm assessing now what my role has been by yeah. using these privileges yeah. and not trying to affect change. He didn't do that. And again, Oklahoma, first of all, Oklahoma is a hotbed for yeah, this because a couple yeah, of years ago, it was the Oklahoma, actually it was last year, I believe, that the Oklahoma Sooners, the football team, yeah, the, uh, right. the frat, the frat right. um, yeah. fraternity was on buses, you, you know, basically in blackface and mm-hmm. using all types of, you know, racist rhetoric. And the football yeah. team marched in the school and was like, yo, things this need to change. Cool. So this is, this is a state that has seen this before. And, um, you know, I, Again, the teacher meant well. I, I'm assuming, I'm going to assume that the teacher meant well, yeah, but the execution yeah. was terrible. Well, well they right. said it was right in the middle of a lecture for racial divide to try and, like, create a non-racial divide, <laughs> which I feel like it created a bigger racial divide. Do you think that the teacher should be put on probation or fired? I, I think that the teacher needs to be fired. And I, and being a former teacher, I, it's very rare that I call for anyone to lose their job. But the reason I say fired is... I, as a parent, I charge you with educating my kids in the classroom. Right. And if you are not savvy enough to hold this type of discussion where you, you obviously you don't know the kids, you don't know your audience. So if you don't know your classroom, you shouldn't teach there. Mm-hmm. I really I really I feel I, I really feel I that way. Um, and there were there have been opportunities and there was opportunities for the teacher, you know, to test the temperature of the room, mm-hmm. run the lecture that he was going to teach over and over again with other people. There were numerous, let me talk to a different person in the department, let me ask, what do they think of this? Nah, you decided to ride off boldly into boldly into, the sunset, into the sunset, and and no, it comes how, back to bite wait, you. Wait, what grade was it? It was high school. I think it was like 10th grade. 10th grade, mm-hmm. yeah. See, I want to believe like that it should be positively received, and like, because... What am I saying? So there's so many people that don't even try to tackle it. And there's this whole um, article out right now about the indoctrination of our education and, like, what we are doing and really teaching and how we're not really teaching anything. So to me, it's it's, it's not... He obviously failed. Like, he did fail. But to me, there's something about the attempt that makes me believe that maybe there needs to be something else in the school's system to work with the teachers about how that failure could be taken to the right right lesson instead of just having him be shut down because to me the fear to like be like okay you're fired we're done because you messed up it shuts down any further attempt because white people are already scared enough to try to come out and actually talk about this stuff to begin with Mm -hmm. so the very idea that he made an attempt to me says something positive that I wouldn't want to kill yeah now do better you know, the, my thing is do better. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes, and it you can is. you can mean well and you can mean as you, you can have your heart in the right place. But if you put your foot in your mouth and lose credibility as a teacher, 
your biggest asset is your credibility yeah. to teach a subject. And if you lose that credibility where the students don't respect you, you'll never be able to reach them again. That's true. And this guy seems to have lost the ability. Not all the students, because there were students that marched. Got it. There were students that marched and said that, you know, it was taken out of context and that the, the teacher did mean well. But you've created a situation where learning which should be the main focus is no longer is no longer is is no longer at the forefront. Now it's what the teacher says. But then, says what are you teaching forward. when he's gone? Now, what are we saying to them? Do better. Are we, or is it just going to be that the teacher tried to deal with race, and if everybody got all uncomfortable about then it, and now he's gone? Now, how do we uh, tackle I mean, it again? Well, here's the thing: he hasn't made any comments back. The news has reached out to him. Do you think that he should make some statement, kind of explain more what he meant, or yeah. leave it alone? I think he should hire a very good lawyer. <laughs> good lawyer. <laughs> and honestly, listen, I Greg is clearly he ain't good with his words. Right. So. Okay. I think he should hire a very good lawyer. And honestly, if they fire him, he should sue the school district. I listen. I'm all for the legal practice. If the school, I think the school should have the right to fire him, and I think they should mm-hmm. because it will be very difficult for him to teach in that school, and Again, he will yeah. always be the teacher that the kids are like, yeah, wasn't he the one who said the right, racist right. thing about <laughs> That's true. That's you know, true. So it'll be hard for him to continue teaching. And having him there takes away from the students more than it takes away from the message or the racial divide. And if we're saying that children are the future, teach them well and let them lead the way. If we're going to go full Whitney Houston, he has made that very he difficult in that, in, that, in that school. But if they fire him, he has, he has great grounds for appe- you know, to appeal mm-hmm. that and try to get his job back or do whatever he's legally able to. But yeah, you got to go when the atmosphere is no longer about education. And now it's not going to be about education. Those kids suffer more so than he does. Bam. Impressionable minds. Impressionable minds. I mean, I I do feel like he had good intentions, slightly. Uh, Just like you said, it just goes back to the way he communicated. It was just thumbs down for that. Didn't Paula Dean have good intentions? No. No, I don't think (laughs) she did. She didn't? Yeah, she was like, yo, what's up? (laughs) You better get them them chicken nuts. Okay, (laughs) Shayla. I'm going to go with that she did not. All right. uh, Well, that concludes the topics of the day. We we flustered Courtney over there. Courtney looks like she still wants something to say something. No, it's because it's just rolling in my brain about, like, uh, whatever. she still got Buju Banton and Beanie Man going on in her head. <laughs> right, she's, still like, she's still like, she's still wind up, wind up, right. select up, bring back, bring back. <laughs> if we would all just do that, we would have these damn problems. That's true. We'd have other ones, back problems. Exactly. <laughs> Courtney, besides the Reggae Club on Wednesday nights, where can fans find Stop you? Stop it. Find me Echo Park, make sure you guys check. No, uh, you better not say Drink your rum and Red Bulls. That's how people find you. Stop. Right. Okay, I'm everywhere at Stuart Charlotte. Everywhere at DJ Jesse J. I'm at Shagoon the program. You can find me. Just watch TV. I'll tweet out where I'm going to be, so please keep watching. <laughs> you got to come back too, man. Thank for you for sure. Anytime, anytime you guys need me. You can find me at Daryl Christ on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and on Walking Dead on After Buzz on Sunday nights. Oh, it's back this week. Coming back this Sunday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Peace. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.